right, welcome to the LA Doctor Hub Show. My name is Jill Garcia. Today's Thursday, February twenty fifth. Coming to the last few days of February. It's been a crazy one, it's been a fun one, and it's been a fast one. And today we're talking LAFC, and to help me talk LAFC, we got my man Garrett Rodriguez, aka LAFC Live on Twitter. Garrett, how you doing, brother? Doing pretty good, Gio. <clears throat> Thanks for having me on here. Uh, excited to be back and talk LAFC. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, there hasn't been that much news uh, this this past week of LAFC, but mm-hmm. we can we can always talk. Um, but first off, how, how's your week been, man? What, what you been up to? Tell us what's been going on in your life. Uh, yeah, it's been good. Uh, just been working uh, all week and uh, watching some football matches. Got to see my Arsenal get the um, go on to the next round of the Europa League, uh, moving on to the round of 16. Uh, to be honest, we should have lost that game. Uh, it's just another uh, paper over the cracks for Arsenal, but at least we're moving on. Uh, the season's been dead. Uh, if you're an Arsenal fan, you, you're aware of that. Uh, but yeah, and watching some of the Champions League games as well. Uh, it's just been a really good week for football. If you're a football fan, yeah, man. Who 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 the Arsenal are beating? I, I don't. I haven't watched as much. Uh... They they beat Benfica on aggregate, technically. Um, so that's who they that's who they uh, beat in their in their round of 32. Uh, Benfica was a good team, uh, and we're not the greatest of teams right now. We got a coach that shouldn't be the coach of Arsenal, Mikel Arteta. He's way out of his depth. Uh, he's been out of his depth since the get-go. That's just my opinion. Uh, we should have got like a Carlo Ancelotti or even a Jose Mourinho, in my opinion, to settle uh, some of the players on our team. Uh, but I don't want to get too much in the weeds on Arsenal because it'll be a two-hour, three-hour show. So <laughs> I'll, I'll just stop talking about it. No worries. Well, hey, man, I, I'm I enjoy. I'm glad you enjoyed uh, your weekend and you watched some Arsenal and you guys see Arsenal move on. I got a couple of friends that are also Arsenal fans, and I know it's been it's also been a, a tricky uh, season. But hey, anytime you can get a winning, you can move on. It's always exciting. Um, I was actually out of town, so I went to Mexico right. City for like a week and a half. Went to go see family, spent time out there. It was cool. Uh, it was interesting out there. I feel like out there they t- take the coronavirus a little bit more serious. Not saying that right. we don't, but um, the reason why I say that is because everywhere they I went to the store you had to wipe your feet down, you know, talking about like a, a supermarket yeah. somewhere, somewhere big, um, you had to wipe your feet down and then you had to put hand sanitizers before you walked in. Obviously everybody right. had to have masks. Um, and they, t- they took it very serious. Um, again, not saying that we don't, but I just felt like, you know, out here in the streets or for, you know, the, wherever you are you, uh, in the, in the streets, you don't have to wear your mask. You know, my aunt's very careful. So I had to wear my yeah. mask around her uh, on the streets <laughs> and, I, and it was like a common thing. And I was like, Oh man, I think we may be the only ones. And everybody in Mexico city where I was at was wearing the mask out in the streets. And then I told right. her how it was in the U S and she was like, that's why you guys have so many cases. And I was like, <laughs> Oh man, here we go. Here yeah, we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that's crazy though. You can go to a different country, then it's completely just opposite of, uh, you know, how we're doing it over here. And, um, you know, I won't get into that, all that, but, uh, you know, I'm glad you're back safe and sound and, you know, healthy and ready to go. Yeah. And just to finish that off, I had to take a uh, COVID test. Obviously I had to test negative in order to come back. Mm-hmm. So I'm negative. I'm good. I was able to come back. Awesome. Yeah. There so we go. It's, it's exciting. Nevertheless, enough of that stuff. Let's <laughs> talk about LAFC, man. All right. So this week, like I said, it's been slow. But Ken mm-hmm. Moon won, made his appearance at the Bank of California Stadium. Uh, yep. LAFC's Rich has been posting videos. Uh, and I think it's always exciting, right, uh, when you finally have your player come 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 to the United States, come to Los Angeles. Obviously, you wish fans were at the airport. You wish fans were yeah. able to interact with them. But this is, you know, the day, the time we live in now. So 
uh, he got a he got a solo experience of the stadium. He's mm-hmm. there. He gets to actually see where he's gonna play. Um, you know, in front of Bank of California Stadium. We get we're yet to know if there's gonna be any fans there then. Um, but what do you make of him actually being here in Los Angeles now? Well, I'm glad he's here. He can now get settled in. Uh, you know, obviously, you wish that he can have the full experience of exploring LA and going to all the restaurants and, you know, just sightseeing and all that kind of cool stuff, meeting the fans, like you said, at the airport, actually getting to meet the fans at the stadium. Um, but, you know, it's a shame that he can't do all that because of COVID right now, but I'm glad he's actually here. He could settle in. I don't know, you know, if he has a place to live yet. I'm sure he's, you know, looked at a couple of places, um, but it's good to have him settled in. Hopefully he's still communicating with family if they didn't travel with them. And uh, I just hope uh, some of the LAFC teammates have reached out to him as well to make him feel welcome. That's always important. You don't want to make him uh, left out. And uh, hopefully we can see him on the training field uh, soon for our preseason games and what he can do on the pitch. Yeah, I think I think that's also not another uh, exciting thing, right? Once you see him touch touch a soccer ball, once you see him how he actually moves in an yeah. LAFC, you know, whether it's a practice jersey or whatever, I think that you you want to get a feel for his game. Um, exactly. You know, and him, and I always also wondered, you know, when they move here from a different country, a different city, like right away. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the team, you know, hooks him up and gets him gets him settled with his new apartment. I'm assuming yeah. it, may, it may be downtown. Um, you know, Koreatown is very near, so I'm I'm just making the connections there. Um, mm-hmm. But I, he's gonna feel right at home, you know, in, in Los Angeles. Now, like I said, the next step is just just to get him in, get some practices in. You know, exactly. just see what he can actually do. Um, and I think, you know, it's looking like he, he I would say he he may be the starter at right back uh, unless they decide to put him uh, somewhere else. Um, what do you what do yeah. you think of just now? Obviously, uh, so many unknowns of Kim and one starting at right back. I mean, you got to earn your position. Um, so it, it's going to be a battle like between between him and Blackman. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe we'll see a different formation instead of the traditional 4-3-3. Um, but then again, it seems like Kim Moon-Wan likes to, uh, you know, attack on the right side of the pitch. Uh, I'm not saying he's like Danny Alves, but I'm just giving an example. Of like when Danny Alves used to play for Barcelona, he would attack as a, as a right back, which is great, which you want in a footballer. Uh, and it seems like Kim Moon-Wan could be that mold and uh, – if he's a starting right back, uh, so be it. Uh, I just hope he can do both uh, on both ends of the pitch, which is attack and defend. I've seen the highlights. Um, you know, anyone can look good on YouTube highlights. So let's just see what he can do in the preseason games and uh, what he has to offer. Yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, you know you you ex, you expect he can get uh, you know make an impact on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to see how his crossing is. You know how he's able to take shots if he's able because we don't we don't really see defenders from LAC take shots from outside the eighteen. Um, no. But I've seen some of the YouTube highlights and stuff, so I want to see you know if he's able to get those in crosses and how he's able to uh, impact the game. So exciting right. news! You know he's here. He's finally. Um, just you know, get him, get him, get him some clothes, get him, get him in some shoes, <laughs> and let's see how he does in practice. You know, exactly. Um, but now let's let's talk about let's talk about the LAFC uh, jersey. Obviously, uh, it hasn't been released yet to the public, right. but we know mm-hmm. what's looking like. Um, I think we're still yet. Uh, I haven't gotten a word yet on on the, on the sponsor or who's going to be the sponsor. I think it still may be YouTube TV, but don't correct me. Uh, don't quote me on that. Um, okay. but what, what do you, what are you making of this ante- anticipation of new, the new Jersey drop? Uh, well, I tweeted that I, I, I could care less about the Jersey kit launch and I just want to make it clear. It wasn't about galaxy Jersey. I can care less what they do. If they make their jerseys, black, pink, yellow, brown, I really could care less. 
I will admit the uh, the jerseys that Galaxy wants they're pretty pretty cool, pretty nice. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but I, I care more about the position needs right now at LAFC as far as our goalkeeping situation. We still don't know who's going to be number one. Our center forward uh, position as well. Uh, if you think that Musso or Corey Baird, I know we talked about it last podcast, but I'm still not excited about that. I, I care more about that than I do the jersey. But of course, I'm going to buy one once it comes out. Uh, I I just hope it's, um, you know, it's not too extravagant. I like the plain jersey, just like, just make it black and slap a slap a logo on there and we're good to go. That's just my take on it. And also we talked about that white one, the white kit that was plain looking. Mm-hmm. I like that as well. That's just like a classic uh, plain look to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and it's, it's interesting, right? We obviously this past, just today, uh, you know, galaxy had their reveal and it's a retro Jersey, right? Got to give credit where it's due. It's a, it's a smooth looking Jersey, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, Pays, there's a lot of things that go into it. So now I think it, it goes to LAFC, right? LAFC is a new kid on the block, right? They're, they're still building their history. Um, and I think with this jersey, um, whoever the sponsor is, but I think it comes down to some of the points you're making, right? Is, you know, to your point, you care more about what happens on the field. Obviously, right. you buy the jersey, but you're more interested in what happens on the field in certain positions. Um, yeah. you know, then the look, but we got to hype it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We got to, we got <laughs> to hype it up. We got to talk about it because I don't, I don't think they're going to drop it tomorrow. I think they're going to drop it, uh, come March 1st, uh, ne- next March, because I think that's, uh, I don't think it makes, I don't, I could be wrong, but I don't think it makes sense that for them to drop it the day after, uh, right. you know, LA Galaxy when they've had so much hype, I think you just kind of want to <laughs> give it, give it a couple of days and mm-hmm. then do it start and then have that next week for you. Um, because you know you're not you're not. I mean, you Elliot Galaxy has so much hype behind this jersey. You know, Mm -hmm. let's be fair. So I think you just got to give it this week and then the next week, and then you start slapping it on Carlos Vela. You start slapping it, you know, on Kim Muwan. You know, you start slapping on all the players, and then you start hyping it. You start, you know, doing the giveaways or whatever. You start giving people the jerseys, and you know, see how the community and the fans react to it, and you start making the videos. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see if it's if it's that color beige. And there was like another picture that came out that looked kind of more whitish than beige. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, what would be dope is that if we had built a jersey of Diego Costa coming out of um, <laughs> <laughs> <This guy. laughs> onto the field like there's smoke and Diego Costa has a jersey on. I was like, oh, wow, that's like a 10 out of 10 unveil, but no, that's not going to happen. You got to wait for uh, fans to actually come in in order to, to unveil something like that. Oh man, that'd be the dream right there. But uh, obviously that's not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I seen both. Um, you can't really go wrong with it. What the, what the cool thing is with LAFC, the color scheme, I mean, black, white, gold, you can't really mess that up. I mean, you really can't uh, unless you really try hard. Um, but whatever they, they create, I'm going to be cool with. Like I said, I just want to see the results on the pitch. And if we look good while we're doing it, even better, even better. Yeah. So I know you mentioned the goalkeeping. Let's talk about the goalkeeping. I know I know we've mm-hmm. talked talked about this in the past, but let, let's talk about it again. Obviously, yeah. it's looking like Kenneth Vermeer and Pablo mm-hmm. Cisneros once again going mm-hmm. going back at it. You know, obviously you, you got Tom, Tomas Romero. I don't think that's that's happening um, yet. You know, maybe in the future right. for him. But I mean, you know, Pablo Cisneros and Kenneth Vermeer—they're battling out. They're doing it uh, again for another season. Um, yeah. You know, this could potentially. I think I. I, I I could be wrong, but this is Kenneth. Kenneth Maria must sign on a two-year deal, I believe. Um, this could be his last season. If if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I apologize. Huh. But you know, 
you you got a Kenneth Vermeer that obviously wants to be the goalkeeper, and then you have Pablo Cisneros that obviously wants to be the goalkeeper. Uh, talk to me about how you're feeling going into you know now that the preseason <laughs> is about like three or four day four days away, three or four days away. Yeah. Um, you know, how how you feeling about the goalkeeping situation? Uh, not confident whatsoever. Like I said, I don't feel confident with either of them in goal. Uh, honestly, don't. Uh, it, it probably is going to be Vermeer. That's just my take on it. Um, he, he's a veteran, I guess, if you want to call him that, the more experienced one. Um, and I, I guess it's going to be a battle of who does better in preseason. I would assume, I don't know how many preseason games we're going to have. Uh, if we have three or four, I would, I would maybe think they rotate every half or every other game and then see who does the best from there. Um, I still think we need a goalkeeper somehow, some way we need to get one. If it means cutting one of them or trade, I guess trading one, that could be a route we can go. But if we're stuck with them, we're stuck with them. And if we have a, uh, you know, an MLS season goalie and then we have a, you know, US Open Cup goalie, so be it. Because I know, you know, some European coaches did have Champions League and, you know, their actual uh, domestic league as well. But I don't know. I'm not confident at all whatsoever in these two. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, some people, you know, might criticize that and say I should have more faith in them. But after some of the stuff I saw, uh, you know, in the bubble in Orlando and even during the domestic season with Ramirez and goal, it's, it's not pretty. Um, you always hold your breath when one of them has the ball on their feet as well. So we, we go from there. Yeah, I, I think, man. It's it's tough it's tough having these conversations because you you want you want to be like feel, feel comfortable like all right you know we got say it's Kenneth Vermeer he's starting to go mm-hmm. and then you also got another solid backup but this situation right. is like you don't know right you, yeah you, you don't. don't know who's 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 the starter and who's the backup and it and it and it's you know it's like a coin toss at this point you know exactly. back and forth but uh, you know we Vermeer did finish the season off in Concacaf even though to some it was a little shaky. You know, mm-hmm. and I think you you gotta you gotta see, I guess in this preseason, and I think you start if you're like you start to plan for the future, right? Not you, you look at the season, but you also look at you know is Pablo really going to be the guy? Is Kenneth Vermeer really going to be the guy? Um, because I don't think you want to go down the season and you know not saying that this will be the case, but if were to happen, you know, you you know you don't you don't have that goalkeeper position solid enough. That, you know, it may cost you a game. It may cost you two games, right? And yeah. how I think starting this preseason, right? If you're the coaching staff, the, I think the main object, objective is to build the confidence back up. If if it's not already there, you know, because yeah. you know there was so much back and forth from Car- from um, Pablo Cisnegas and, and Kenneth Vermeer, and I think you got to build that relationship up. That if it's Kenneth Vermeer or you want them to do it out, like hey, you can be our goal, you can be our number one guy, but you got to show us in preseason. You got to show us in preseason that, that you can be our guy, and we're going to give you a shot. And I think that's what they're going to have to do if they ha- if they haven't already done that. Yeah, I mean, we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes either. I mean, maybe they already know who's going to be number one. And number two, uh, for all we know, or maybe secretly we know that one of them is going to be cut or traded. Uh, we don't know that either. Or maybe Romero is going to be the goalie. Uh, <laughs> right. That, they hey, throw, you know they throw us a curveball, right? And we don't even know Romero is going to be like. He could be the gym for all we know. Um, I mean, that'd be that'd be pretty sick if he was the gym goalie uh, coming out of nowhere. But is it realistic? Probably not. But we'll see and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, but I got. I mean that that's gonna happen. That's gonna be have to address uh, here within the next month. Obviously, the mm-hmm. season starts April twenty, April seventeenth. Um, you yeah. know, March first is supposed to be the you know the the start date for for LAFC and the players. 
you know, I think they're supposed to go in quarantine. Some things uh, I was talking with Alicia Rodriguez, you can start before then. So we'll see when mm-hmm. LAFC actually starts and practices as, as a team and as a unit. Uh, the next position, um, you know, center forward. I know we, we have talked <laughs> about this previously. So yeah. as of now, I think you got Danny Mazewski, you know, right? Hey. Center forwarder. And then you also got Coy Baird um, that are, that, you know, the two that we expect are going to be doing it out, obviously, Danny Mosowski, I felt like he 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 was a little out of rhythm. I was I'm assuming it was because of his injury. Um, mm-hmm. He did not have a good uh, finish to to the end of the season, the Concacaf. But we did see him, you know, score goals. We did see him impact. We did see him where he came from, and uh, you know, and how they scouted him. You know how Jordan. Jordan, uh, John Thornton scouted him and the right. impact he was able to have in some games, you know, when he made the best of his opportunities. Now mm-hmm. I think it's th- it's for him to take it to the next step and, you know, show that, you know, he, he is a solid player, show that he is a solid forward and that he can also earn the spot. And on the other hand, you got Corey Baird, right? Mm-hmm. This is a player that, you know, that I feel like LAFC knew that either Diego Rossi or Brian Rodriguez we're going to leave that this was a player that they could um, either either sub him in or have him at center por- forward and impact the game with, you know, Diego Rossi and Carlos Vela. And I think for Corey Baird, you, you just got to show what you're capable of. And and if you are going to be playing the center forward position, then play it as a number nine, you know what I'm saying? And, and I don't know he's versatile, but if he's able to play it as a solid number nine, then the number nine spot is there for him as well. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And uh, if it's to be a battle between those two, uh, I honestly don't know who I'd rather take starting because uh, they're both, I guess, the same built type. Uh, they both work hard. They're both workhorses, but uh, they're not going to score you 15 goals a season. Uh, that's for sure. Um, I Like I said, that position doesn't excite me one bit. Uh, I'm not really fond of them too. I know you told me to give him time, Corey Baird, and we have that deal if he scores more than 10 goals, which I hope he does. Yeah. You got to um, give him time. You got to give him time. I, I, I'll, like I said, I'll give him time, but I'm not going to give him the whole season. I, I give him like six games tops. So <laughs> He's like, I give you till, you know, till I, the end know. of Brian Rodriguez's loan. And then, oh, God. Yeah. That, that, that loan. Well, let's, let's, let's focus on center forward first and then we'll, we'll okay, get on to that. Okay, we'll get on to okay, that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, Serge, <laughs> I, I tweeted that we have to at least, at least put a contract on the table. I, I don't know how it's going to work or, you know, the MLS rules are always foggy to me. I don't really get how they work. No, I care to learn how they work. Um, but Sergio Aguero needs to get at least an offer if he's out of contract for Manchester City. I know he's 32. I think he's 32. He's a bit injury prone, but an injury prone Sergio, uh, Sergio Aguero in MLS is like a prime Ronaldo uh, in La Liga. So he, he would score bangers. And imagine Bella, Aguero, and Rossi up top. Those three, <laughs> that, that, that's fire. But when you put Corey Baird, Bella, and Rossi, that, that, that doesn't t- uh, sound too uh, good to me either. So uh, Yeah, uh, but that, that's, that's what we're working oh, with, yeah, see, right? But let me yeah. say this. When I, was, when I was down in Mexico last week, there was rumors of Kuna Gura going to Liga MX as well. So oh, the no. rumors are everywhere, brother. The rumors are MLS, Liga MX, and my cousin, because I was like, my cousin's a big Liga MX fan. I don't follow it because um, mm-hmm. I'm busy, you know, covering the MLS and following what's going on over here. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because, you know, I, I know LAFC. I know someone that I talked to is interested in bringing them to LAFC. <laughs> there's been a lot of rumors, you know, there's been a lot of rumors that people yeah. want, you know, want him to come to uh, uh, MLS specifically, right, LAFC. Um, 
but yeah, the rumors are out there, man. The rumors are not just just MLS. The rumors are are all over. So there's uh, a lot of competition. I can imagine this scenario that Geniac's getting up there in age. I think he's 35 or 36, if I'm if I uh, if I remember correctly. That if he retires or for whatever reason, Aguero would go to Tigres, or I could see a scenario like that, and that would be a oh my god, yeah, that that'd be a good replacement of Geniac out re, uh, retire. You know, if he goes back to France for some weird reason, but. Um, yeah, Aguero would be a great option. Diego Costa, I believe, doesn't have a club right now. I don't think he's still Atletico. I think they let him loose. Um, I, I'm just trying to think of all center forward options. I mean, JJ Macias. Uh, I know a lot of Chivas fans bash him, but I mean, in MLS, I don't know how you would do. I know he's linked with moves to Europe, but I think those will kind of die down. Um, and then also, I know Olivier Giroud is not going to happen. No way will that happen. But that would be a great center forward to have in MLS as far as uh, – you know, a hold up man and also could score bangers as well. Um, but those are just some of the names I think of. Will they happen? Probably not. I think we're stuck with what we're stuck with uh, until further notice. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen, um, mm-hmm. you know, with, with with those whole center four situation. But like I said, you got to give Corey Barrett. You got to give Danny Masovsky a shot mm-hmm. because, you know, they're, they're on the roster. And I think. You know, if you're one of those two guys, you know, you're like, I don't, we don't need a third DP, right? We we don't need a third DP. If, they, if this is there, I, I feel like if this is them, we don't need a third DP at, at center forward. You got your third DP, you got your center forward here and I'm approved to you. And I feel like if you're Danny Masevsky or you're Corey <laughs> Bear, that's what you got to do, man. Because that, that, you're literally, that spot is open. You know, it's open yeah. for you and, you know, have them, have LAFC, you know, use that center forward spot somewhere else, you know? Um, but that's what I think. I feel like that's what you have to do. But if they if they're not able to get the job done, um, you know, obviously you, you do got to look elsewhere to bring in that third DP spot. Right. So talking about their third DP spot, the reason why we have an open DP spot was because <laughs> Brian Rodriguez, essentially James Harden, uh, LAFC. Yep. You know, so that <laughs> that scenario was interesting. You know, and it was also it was interesting where he went. You know, he went to UD Almeria, um, yep. yeah, obviously second division in Spain. Obviously, he got transferred at the day of the the final day of the transfer, which I believe was February first. Uh, uh, I, I think it's something like that, or like the end of January. The end or, of January, yeah, February first, yeah, something like that. We're off by a couple of days if we're off, but nevertheless. So now we're at January twenty fifth, right? Mm-hmm. So I went and looked. I haven't watched any of his games, but I went on Google. So they've had uh, obviously he they've had four games up to date. Right. They had one on February sixth. Uh, obviously, he was not available for that. This is what I'm seeing off of Google. They had a game on February 14th. He was available on the off the bench, but he did not play. They had a game February 17th, and then a game this past Sunday, February 21st. So the last two games, they lost 2-0, and then on one, last Wednesday, they lost 2-1. And in both those games, Brian Rodriguez came off the bench for a total of 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes. Minutes, five minutes each game. Um, this yeah. is not looking like the type of Brian Rodriguez loan transfer we were expecting. I thought he may be starting by now. I thought he may be impacting the game more than at least, you know, 10 minutes. But it looks like they already have that spot filled is what is uh, the way I read it. Well, if, uh, the only thing I can think of is if LAFC knew, I mean, I don't know. I, I I can't, you know, I'm not working behind the front office and whatnot, but if they knew that he was not going to get any playing time and they just sent them there just to send them there, that's a really stupid move. 
but if Rodriguez was insisting on going to Almeria, then that's stupid on his part too, if he knew he wasn't going to get any playing time. And that just goes to show his level is not even La Liga 2, which is sad. I know it's only been three games, but if he doesn't get more playing time before the season ends, then this is going to look really bad, uh, really bad and like an egg on our face. And uh, the uh, the money value on his head is going to be um, down the toilet because we lost out on a, a big, not a big transfer, but a decent size transfer. It's going to get lower and lower and lower. And we had the opportunities with those uh, rumors swirling with, uh, you know, Serie A teams that were looking at in first division. We could have just uh, bend them then, but we decided to play, uh, you know, just wait around and sit around and see what happens. And this is what happens. You sell them to, not sell them, but you loan them to a La Liga Division Two team. And now he just sits the bench and warms it and he comes on for a garbage time and we're already losing. So, you know, it's his level. I don't expect anything uh, more from him. I mean, we already know what he is. If he ends up this, he does a total 180 and he starts actually playing and getting bangers even better, then we could sell him for an even better price. Uh, so you know it is what it is. He needs just needs to leave the club. Yeah, well, well, well obviously he he's still LAFC's property, so this gets tricky, right? This gets interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is uh this is his role. At least I don't expect. I think we're expecting more. But at ten minutes in the last two games, um, and then another thing that was interesting is that Almeria uh tweeted out a photo of him um saying he's a player from another planet, and then. When you look, he's only played 10 minutes. So that's a little, I don't know if they're trying to motivate him or they're trying to, you know, but yeah, you yeah, know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of off when he's only played 10 minutes and you want to make it sound, um, you know, they said in Spanish, the Ameri has uh, Twitters in quite a few different languages. Check it out. I, I yeah. checked it out. You know, they, they tweet the same thing in every single language. So they, they said he's about. from a different, they said he's from a different planet. Is that what they said? Let me get the word for word. Uh, I'm sure that's what he, uh, yeah. I'm not questioning you. I just want to make sure that's what it says. He's from a different planet. Uh, yeah. Uh, latest, the latest photos, a player from, oh, from another planet, from another planet, not a different planet. A yeah, player most from of the, another planet. Most of his shots uh, in the bubble went to another planet. They're all over <laughs> oh, there. So, <laughs> you want some heat there. But I mean, it, <laughs> it's saying. interesting because I was reading the comments and, you know, people were saying some things, especially in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets interesting. But now I want to talk about John Thornton's comments. He was recently on a podcast mm-hmm. you know, he did one with the lafc podcast and you know mm-hmm. and it's interesting some of his comments so i'm just going to read some of the quotes that were yeah. here um for us we uh, this is john thornton for us mm-hmm. we have said consistently we are always looking for the right solutions for our players and we take we take everything on a case-by-case basis there was a lot the lot there was a lot of interest in loan opportunities and purchase opportunities for our players and we sit down and we discuss with each player sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't in this case in this case we thought it was a great opportunity for brian to get some game games in and to go play in obviously he's talking about uh, ud uh Almeria. Yeah. correct and then this is another quote he says I certainly think Brian has the potential to be a top player in Europe. And so this made sense. We were grateful we could conclude that deal right at the deadline for Brian. We're still in touch. He's happy how things have gone. He's made the bench already, and we're hopeful this weekend he'll start and play uh, a part. He'll start to play a part, hopefully, in game promotion. This was this was prior to Sunday when when this came out. Okay. Um. So that's, that was him. And then uh, here, here's another quote. If you were to ask me a year ago, would we have been open uh, to would we have been open to Brian Rodriguez going going on loan? 
um, excuse me, I just misread going on load. I probably would have said, no, that doesn't make sense. We're waiting to sell him, but you will have to adapt. And as anybody will tell you, this market right now is deflated to the point where you need to find some creative solutions. The fact that we're able to get an economic deal that made sense for us, made sense for Brian, made sense for Almeria. We're happy to adapt and execute. So they're happy, but they didn't disclose the details, right? Right. That, that's and what makes it interesting. Like, if you're really happy, why didn't you disclose those details? That's right. the only thing I and, have to say about that. And they also had offers on the table. So what other offers? I'm just curious. Were they loans? Were they all loans? Or were some of them buys? I mean, if there were buys, you should have just bit the bullet and just sold them, even if well, it was I think I think previously there were probably buys, but I think I think down the line, I think at the end of the transfer window, I looked, it was February 1st. I think they were mostly loans. Yeah, it's a shame because, you know, I guess what, what in my mindset, maybe they did get an offer to buy and it isn't what they expected. So they said maybe someone will get desperate enough to pay the money at the deadline. Obviously, no one came in to buy and that's why they had to do the loan. That's my only assumption because maybe that's what happened. They had to do what they had to do. And Brian obviously sat on the radio and you know was crying that he didn't want to play here anymore. And so at the end, they just had to both figure it out and ship them out for now. Yeah. And then another thing, uh, you know, Tom Bogar had tweeted that the purchase clause for Brian Rodriguez will be between 11 and 19 million, which we discussed. But, you know, they didn't disclose those, you know, those clauses and, you know, them losing the last two games and him only yeah. getting 10 minutes of playing time doesn't look promising. And I think when you're looking what's going on over there and when you, and you're hearing some of the comments, obviously John Thornton is making, it doesn't look like it's aligning, right? It's still early, right? I think their season yeah. ends in May. You still got, you still got, you still got time. But, right. Um, but I, and but I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say that the, the clause for the buy is 11 to 19, right? That was between, was... Yeah, between 11 and 19 million, but the, the there's no, there's no, um there hasn't been, no word or they haven't been given they haven't been willing to give out the information what are those clauses does he have to play every game does he have to does he have to play like you know i think calgary or whatever had to pay he had to play 75 percent of his games do they have to make a first team promotion which i'm assuming that has to be in there you know you know they, mm-hmm. those are the things that they did not disclose because once you once you know those clauses then you're able to see if they're able you know if you the average fan can able tell you if they're able to sell them or not Right. And I was going to say, if his value is 11 to 19, if he's going to go the whole season doing this 10 minute off the bench stuff, it's going to be to from 11 to 19 million, it's going to go to five to 7 million. If we're going to be honest here, because he's not going to be able to perform if he's sitting on the bench. And, you know, frankly, we're going to take a loss either way we do this. So it's better just to rip off the bandaid now on not now, but when he comes back uh, from his loan, because I doubt they're going to buy him unless he has like a hat trick in like three straight games or something like that, or he actually performs. So either way, I think his future at LAFC is done and over with. Uh, that's let, just let's, let's talk. Let's talk about that. I, I'm with you. I feel like I feel like his future is done with LAFC. Yep. Um, but if for whatever reason, those clauses aren't met, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, LAFC's clauses are not I mean uh, Almeria's clauses are met you know let's just play this for example right mm-hmm. let's say Almeria doesn't want to buy him mm-hmm. then he comes back right there's or right. or 
LAFC can sell him to another European team. But if he if Almeria doesn't buy him or wants to keep him or extends the loan, which could happen as well, that's another option. Mm-hmm. Then his price is going to drop even more, right? Right. Because I don't think any team. I don't. I really don't think this is no disrespect to him, but I don't think he's worth nineteen million. I think that's way too no. high. That's way no, too no, high. No, no, no. And I think the reason why it's nineteen million they put that high clauses up there is if another European team sees them and wants to snatch them up real quick, then you right. know, they can buy them. Mm-hmm. But I think if things don't go well with Almeria and do you want to bring them back? I don't think if you're LFC, you want to bring them back, even though you're, oh. you're alone. Right. Um, you know, it would, I don't know how it would look for him to come back and, you know, would he be accepted? Probably not. I don't know. Would Hell be values no. LAFC fans be, would you want him back? Would you want no. him back? No, no, I don't want him at all. I don't want him near. <laughs> I don't want him near the uh, bank at all. No, or just no, no, please, just just come back to get your stuff if you left anything in the locker and then just get the hell out. Because uh, <laughs> so so then so then that that to me makes it so interesting. Then if he doesn't come back, how much is LAFC willing to lose just to sell him and get rid of him? Because as of now, I know they, they, they want to say that it's less than $11.5 million. I'm not buying that until I'm actually told that. Transfer market says $11.5 million, and that's what I'm going off of. That's what LAFC paid to get Brian Rodriguez to Los Angeles, to LAFC, and that's what I'm going with. I know some other people want to say it's less than that. Until they prove me that it's not and tell me that it's different, that's what I'm going off. How much are, is LAFC willing to lose if it doesn't go well with Brian Rodriguez is a question. Three million. Uh, looks, uh, if you sell for eight, if you sell for nine, like that's already yeah. two point five million. Like, how much are you willing to lose? I, that comes down to the question because right now it doesn't look, it doesn't look like. Are you? I think you just bring them back. I don't know. Like, how much are you willing to lose? That I think that's you know because that's what they're losing. It's 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 not just it's not just a DP spot. It's the money they got to pay for him. Right and. um what we need really is I don't know if there's an international break at any time, but he performs really well with Uruguay. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping in the meantime, I, I don't know if he'll even get called up because if he's not getting game time, why would you call him up? But still, if he, for some reason gets called up and he plays for Uruguay, he needs to perform because he does really well for them. It, it's kind of weird. He does like, he turns into a different player when he plays with them, obviously surrounded by probably better players. Maybe that's why I don't know. But um yeah, that's what we need because then they can see kind of his talent show off and maybe I'm going to be able to play him more. You know, I don't know. I'm just trying to make anything best case scenario for him. But, yeah, I think the loss is going to happen on this transfer, unfortunately. And uh, it is what it is at this point. He's uh, a failed experiment once again for the third DP spot. So, Yeah, I think that, that that's, the, that's the toughest thing, right, because you get a, such a young, promising talent. Um, you know, I, I always felt this way about him when I first saw him play. And I was like, I was like, dang, LAFC really paid that much money for him. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, at the time it wasn't that much because, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think it was like the third highest at the time, MLS, yeah. third highest, you know, um, now it's probably like the fourth or fifth. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, he's not, I don't know, he's not that exciting. And I think now you look at it, you know what two years or almost like a year and a half after they signed him yeah um, how it's gone and i think you know it's been going down this this direction you know yeah. pointing down 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 you know if you look like at the stock market it's going it's been going the opposite way like at what point are you gonna hit the stop loss and just sell you know right. and and it and, and and john thornton's case 
you know, from what he was saying, it, it appears that there was only loan options, right? There was only loan options. And how many, uh, you know, his agent's very vocal and stuff. I'm assuming they can get him another loan if Amir doesn't want to buy him. Right. But I think if you keep loaning him, that's a waste of a third DP spot then in the meantime, because you keep loaning him out, loaning him out. And I don't know how long his contract is either. Yeah, I think I, I think you got, but I, I even even if his contract runs out, LAFC needs to recuperate that money. It's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. It's the eleven point five million. Um, because that's 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 the biggest thing. If they paid five million for him, you know, that's I, that's the biggest Achilles for LAFC is the eleven point five million dollars. Because if you're yeah. John Thornton, how do you go to your investors or how do you go to your owners? Yeah, you gave us 11.5, but we weren't able to flip our investment. You know, you could blame the pandemic. You could blame Brian Rodriguez. And they may be willing to take that loss, but I don't know if they're willing to take that loss if you're an owner investor of LAFC. Unfortunately, there might become a casualty where Diego Rossi and our Atuesta is sold to make up some of that loss of that money, which could I could see happening, uh, which would suck. But it's reality and we have to brace ourselves for that because I guarantee you one of those two will be gone after this season, uh, Rossi or at the West or maybe both. Uh, but that's a, that's a lot for both of them to leave, but at least one will definitely be gone after this season. I just don't know which one, but they'll be going to a decent club. I guarantee it. Yeah. You, you make a good point about, about Diego Rossi, right? Cause he can, you can offset, right? If you lose say 2 yeah. million off of the Brian Rodriguez dealing, you, you know, so you sell Rossi what, what north of $20 million. At, okay, at least, at least I say right? at least twenty to twenty three is probably is worth right now, uh, and that's 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 American dollars. I mean pounds and whatnot. I I think it's like nineteen million if it's twenty three if it's twenty three American twenty three million American dollars. I think it's nineteen million pounds. I could be wrong. I don't know. Probably am wrong. But, no, but I, I, you know, you, you make a great point. But just to finish off the 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 the, the Brian Rodriguez point, um, this really pulled. This really holds LAFC on getting a third DP until May. Um, yeah, you know, until May, and that's, you know, that's when they're going to make the decision. You know, what say like for example, we said Danny Masovsky or Corey Barrett playing well, and then they decide to use that third DP at a midfielder, defender, whatever, right? But right. they can't use that until May, until you're already like. Uh, well, a month into the season, if it starts, you know, a couple weeks into the season. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting come May, what happens with Brian, because if he's able to stay there, if he's not able to stay there, then, you know, then there's different scenarios about bringing that their DP. And also, I think also goes to show, you know, LAFC have looked good, even without Brian Rodriguez on the lineup. So I don't think they're going to suffer that much, but no. you're, you're, you're not, you're not, um, you're not using all your weapons, as you would say, as other teams, right? Every other team ha- has yeah. a third DP, and you would be the only one without a third DP up until May, and then we'll see what happens there. So I think we're, we're just going to have to follow this closely, follow what's going on with Brian Rodriguez, you know, yeah. hoping he has like a hat trick, scores four goals, <laughs> plays 90 minutes. And That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I'm going to be the biggest Rodriguez fan uh, you'll ever see this season coming up. So, Yeah. <laughs> So now that we're talking about Diego Rossi, let's talk about Diego Rossi, right? Obviously, okay. he's, the, he's the most valued player um, for the MLS. Um, you know, the, the, the transfer window is this summer. You know, the, the other transfer, the second transfer mm-hmm. window is this summer. I really expect him to leave this summer. I don't, I don't see him pass the summer. I know, you know, him seeing Brian Rodriguez leaving. I know he, I know LAFC want to get money from him. Um, so if you're LAFC, you probably have, 
a couple months if he's going to leave, right? I have no word on this. I have no ind- indication. Mm-hmm. But what what are what are your thoughts? Say if you're if you're LAFC, yeah. How do you get the best out of mine these ne- these last few months if he's leaving the summer? I would say you know Diego. We know you're probably the one of the most valuable players, not only on our team but in the league. We know you have aspirations to play in Europe or you know wherever he wants to play. Um, if a team comes in for you in the summer, you can negotiate to sign a contract, but you won't be able to join until that winter transfer window opens up. And he, I would assume he'd be okay with that because at least he'll finish the season of LAFC and then he can join the European club in the winter uh, transfer window. Or he can like join that. A, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I like fair. that. That is, that is very creative. And I didn't think about that. That way yeah. you, could, you can finish out the season. And, you know, he's able, um, I could definitely see that happening. I could definitely see, you know, LAFC, you know, working out a deal like that, mm-hmm. but I could also see Diego Ross and being like, you know what? I'm ready to go. It's my time. Yeah. Man. I'm ready to go. And, and if Diego Rossi says that you got to let him go, you know? You, yeah. You know? Which is sad, but yeah, you're right. Because I think it's, it's, it, it comes to a point that he's, you know, if he's still killing the league and he gets to the point that, you know, there's only so much I can do. Uh, obviously, if, obviously, unless he's like, you know what, I'm going to stay here. Let's let's win this one MLS Cup or whatever. Then obviously you, you do what you said, right? You you, you, right. you you sign him to a European club and then, you know, and then you you, you let him go in, in the winter transfer window. Um, but I think the only case, if he's if he's ready to go, if he's already been thinking, you know, he's already saw Brian leave and he's like, you know what? I'm ready to go. I want, I want to keep rising my stock. I want to keep rising my stock with my national team, um, you know, showing that, that I can just kill it here, but also kill it in Europe, which I know I can do. Then I think if you're LAFC, you just got to let them go. Right. And also, if you want to get called up to the Uruguay team, let's think about it. Uh, next year is the World Cup. I don't think they're going to push it back. I think it's going to be in the winter 2022. Yeah, 2022. Uh, so I think he's going to want to be on a bigger team, a bigger club, on a bigger stage. And that way he can get noticed more. And say, hey, look, I'm doing it in the in the big boy leagues now. So I mean, there's no reason I shouldn't be getting called up. I mean, he'll be playing with the likes of I, I don't know if Suarez and Cavani will be there. They'll be older too, so they need some younger talent. Rossi obviously is a younger player. I mean, he fits the role. I'm not saying he's gonna start, but at least he'll be in the squad. That'd be cool to see him in there. Um, so he's gotta think about that too. Like, hey, you know, I don't know if my coach is gonna rely on MLS players. Is he gonna want only European players? Is he going to want, you know, you got to think about that, you know, that's just another way of looking at it. Yeah, no, no, and I'm with you. I think, I think you're, if you're Rossi, like that's, I think that's another motivation to push him to want wanting to go like, Hey, let's do this. Uh, send, send me to Europe. Let's get a deal done. You know, mm-hmm. make the money that you need to make money off of me, but like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And I think, you know, that's where things get interesting because let's just think about it this way. If, you know, come May, and I think, I don't know when the transfer, I'm trying to look up when the summer transfer window opens. I think it's in June or July, but let, let's just, let's just play there. Like June or July, right? Right. The end of Brian Rodriguez loans ends in May. Um, um, so you still got to fill that spot up and say Diego Rossi wants to go. Then you have to fill two spots up within a matter of a couple months, right? Right. So then, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. You'll have money if you'll sell Diego Rossi, right? Um, cause I don't think you'll, you'll want to loan him unless it's like a big premier league club or something like that. Right. Um, but you know, then you got interesting, then you got to get more creative. Who's going to fill Diego Rossi's spot. Uh, have you filled 
uh, have you filled up that 30 P, you know, are you going to fill it up with another winger? If Diego Rossi leaves, you know, right. uh, is, is Corey Baird and Danny Masovsky doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know, at the number nine spot, you know, didn't someone have an injury, you know, does someone going down in the midfield or something defense. Right. So I think it gets a very, very tricky once it comes down. If Diego Rossi is ready to move on the summertime, you're going to, you're going to have to do with a lot of moving pieces. And I think if you look at this team now, and we look at this team at the end of the year, it's going to look a lot different with the pieces up top. Right. And then, you know, who's to say that um, at to is not going to make some noise and say, Hey, I want to get sold. Uh, Maybe Palacios, he might speak up and say, you know what? I I think I've done enough. Blessing as well. Blessing, uh, Palacios, uh, maybe even Segura at, at one point could say something as well. I mean, we got a lot of players. I'm not saying they're going to play for, uh, you know, Manchester City or Liverpool or Real Madrid. But, I mean, to the lower league clubs, some of these players could sneak in on the bench at least. And if they want to move, they're going to ask for a move. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, Elias is their priority right now. Once it gets, you know, to that time where we start seeing players demand moves, uh, it's going to be a bit tricky for the front office. So I hope they're ready for it. Yeah, I think I think they are. I mean, and they they know how if you're a player, you know how to get a move. Now you've seen yeah. it. Brian Rodriguez pretty much just choreographed <laughs> it for you. If, yeah. if things aren't going to plan, you you know what you got to do. And, you yeah. know, and I'm not here to bash him, but I feel like, you know, he did it the right way. Brian Rodriguez literally did it the right way if, when he wanted to go and. You know, obviously yeah. him, LAFC didn't want him to go, but this is what he thought was best for him, you know? And I right. think if you're LAFC, now you have that experience. Now you know what, hap- what how to deal with someone like that, right? I don't exactly. see that happening from any of these players unless, you know, they try to hold them back. You know, if they try to hold Diego Rossi back or they try to, you know, hold any any other player that's, you know, Latif Blessing. You know, I could see Latif Blessing, you know, cut, popping up again because, you know, there, there's been some – you know, there was some chatter last season that he was he was unhappy with LAFC and what was going on. It was there. weird. You know, very weird. You know, they they said that he wasn't he wasn't available. They told me he was unavailable for a game due to, you know, sickness or whatever. But you know, if you read between the lines, it was you know I was you know I was told by a different source that you know him LAFC and Latif Blessing were getting along. Obviously, you have you know that's been going on with LAFC. You know, there was contract issues and different things the previous season. Um, but look like they sorted everything out towards the end of the season. But if Latif right. Blessing is not happy, best believe he's going to speak out. And you've seen how Brian Rodriguez, you know, <laughs> so he he knows what, what he needs to do. Um, right. But I think if you're LAFC, now you got the experience. If you're the front office, now you got the experience and you, you know what you're going to do. But I think I hope I understand that they're also preparing for that to happen this summer because, you know, you never know. And I think, right. It, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, the thing that makes it so difficult is that the market's so deflated, like, you know, like John Thornton said, and I think that's what makes it so difficult. It's like, damn, we paid 11.5 for this guy. And they're only offering us, for example, eight, mm-hmm. nine, seven million. I can't, yeah. that. you know, and you, you literally, you look, you know, you got, you got a gun to your bullet and you're like, yeah, let's just loan them. I don't know if I want to, uh, if I want to have that on my record because it's it's not a good situation, right? Right. And like it was something already, else. You just got to yeah. get creative if you're the front office for LAFC with everything going on right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, Andre Horta experience was one I like to forget. Um, and then, you know, now the Brian Rodriguez, I mean, he wasn't as bad as Horta, but he's going to cost a hell of a lot more money to get rid of now. We're going to take a loss. So you best get the third DP right next time go around or, I mean, questions should be asked about 
what scouting or how's this not going to fit in? And that's going to tie into a lot of questions being asked is, are these players actually the right players? Is Bob not playing them? I mean, what's going on behind the scenes as well? Amen. Uh, Amen. So questions Amen. are going to be asked this season. I guarantee you that. I'm already I'm already asking the questions. Yeah, I just want to see the answers. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen you asking the questions, but look, look, I want to hit it on. You make you make such a great point because, um, right? Look, to I want to give credit where credit is due. Bob Bradley has done has done a great job in these three years, yeah. right? He he's just come short. That's that's his biggest thing. He's just right. come short, but he's he's won in the past. Also, John Thornton has done a great job with LAFC in the in yeah. these in these in these four years. They've done then done a great job. But what people will tend to remember, this just happens where human nature is where you messed up and you know some of those mistakes. Trust me, I've messed up. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not immune to that. You know, right, I've human. messed up and spoken on this microphone, right? I've messed up and you know, tweeted something out. But you know, I own those responsibilities and what mm-hmm. have happened. But I think the biggest thing. And not saying that Bob Bradley and John Thornton don't do that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they don't do that. But to your point, questions will be asked if Brian Rodriguez is sold for less than 11.5 million. If LAFC doesn't have a good season this year, if you know, if LAFC fall below what the what the standard is from the fans, from you know, from Garrett Rodriguez, you know, from everybody <laughs> else out there, which is fair to do because you're a team in LA, you're a team that wants wants to win, you're a team that has aspirations to win. You got a, a neighbor next door that's making a lot of noise as well, you know. So there's there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of things that come with it. But I think questions will be asked about you know the coaching staff, the front office. If you don't have, you know, uh, you know, if you don't meet or exceed your expectations, I think you got to exceed your expectations, right? If we're talking about LAFC, um, let me ask you, what are what are expectations for this year? Just straight up the top, just just name two things, name two things, and, two I, things? and I know what I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I want to see some silverware. I want us to win the MLS Cup. You know, four season MLS, you should be able to get it right. I know. Uh, people think that I have to, my expectations are way too high, but when MLS Cup finish top three in the West and make a, make a deep run in U.S. Open Cup, that's what I want. Those three right there. Cool. Those are the three. You did better than what I asked you. You gave me three out of the two that three. I gave you. So, right. <laughs> I knew you were going to say win silverware, right? Um, yep. And then what was your second one? I forgot. Uh, top three in the West. Top three in the West. Perfect. Right. And, and, and that is such a high goal. You know, when silver won't be top three in the West and then do well. What was the third one? Do well. In the open uh, cup. Go and a deep go, run in the U.S. Open Cup. Deep cup in the open open cup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Deep run. Mm-hmm. Deep run. Those are not out of the realm of LAFC. Right. They nope. got the horses to do that. Yeah. And I know and I know that and I know that they can do that. But I think the question is going to be asked. If you don't win MLS Cup, where did you lose in the playoffs? Did you lose in the first round? Damn, you can't be losing in the first round. Did you lose no. in the second round? Did you lose off a of fluke, right? Did you lose in the Western Conference, but it was a close game? Okay, I understand. Or did you not even make it that far? Those were the questions will be asked. Now to your thing. Where did you finish in the in the Western Conference? You finished fifth? You finished sixth? Or you finished second? Okay, you finished first? Bam. You know, you hit it. Mm-hmm. Your third open cup you know right open cup is uh, is to give other players a shot but it's also gives you a chance to, to win uh, one of the opportunities to 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 advance i think to, to concacaf right or you, you can also yeah. win you can if you win that i think you also go move on to concacaf right yeah but i think could, another man. thing that i would add to that is mm-hmm. uh, uh is um making concacaf you know 
yeah. um, being able to being able to make Concacaf if you're LAFC. I think that's another thing that should be added. That should be fourth on the list. Right. And I think that's how you can grade LAFC. You know, you, you give three points. I just added one more. Um, and I think if those aren't met, then those then those are questions will be asked at the end of the year. Yeah, and they they should be asked. I think I put a question out there. I forgot what I put. Uh, obviously, my my Twitter polls don't speak for everyone in the fan base. I mean, there's way too many fans. But I think I asked the question of uh, Bob Bradley, or no, no, if LAFC failed to win MLS Cup, I think that was the question. Um, you know, is Bob out? Is Thorington out? Is both of them out? Or nobody out? And I think the majority winner was they both get kept. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know about that one, but for me, this is this is make or break time this season. It's your fourth season. Uh, you've had the same squad legit for almost all four seasons, kind of, if you think about it. I mean, most of the players are still there besides some of the older ones. Um, and you've had the same tactics for the three straight seasons. And I'm assuming I can read him like a book. He's going to go for four, three, three, um, you know, uh, for the four straight season, uh, Bella on the right, Rossi on the left. I, I can kind of predict his lineup right now without even having a preseason game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, you know, it, it's there. If, if, if I'm an opposite coach going against Bob Bradley, I kind of already know what he's going to do. So that's why it's kind of sometimes it kind of sucks because it's easy to game plan against Bob Bradley, you know, yep. unless, I mean, look at Liverpool now. I'm, I know I've, I've said this before, LAFC and Liverpool are way different spectrums here. And I look Liverpool's had really bad injuries, but they went with the same starting 11 each week. And now look at them now. I know they've had injuries, but they're, they're not, they're crap now this mm-hmm. season. They already said that we're not going to win the title. And there's still like what, 10 games, 12 games left to play. So I mean, if other teams know what Liverpool is going to do, it's really easy to game plan against Bob Bradley. And, you know, I like Bob. Bob's a cool coach, and he's done a lot. He's done a great job for LAFC, pat on the back and everything. But when it comes down to it, I want to see silverware. Supporter Shield was cool. Uh, If we're in the Premier League, we would have won the league, but we don't play in the Premier League. We play in a playoff system. So CONCACAF, we're almost there. Western Conference Finals the other year, we got knocked out. Uh, U.S. Open Cup, we screwed that up too. Um, So... You know, I, I just want to see some silverware, man. That's just my whole thing. And this is the season to do it. This is the fourth season. And um, if he doesn't get it done, coaching change, so be it. Who the coach is? People ask me, oh, who's the coach going to be? Who's the coach going to be? Uh, I can't tell the future, so I don't know. I just hope they get it right. But for right now, I back Bob until he's, uh, you know, screws it up. Yeah, I think I think uh, to your to your point, you you make you make a lot of points, and why I like Bob and I like what he's been doing as well. And I know it's also hard to win, right? And you know the running and Concacaf yeah. was was spectacular, yeah, spectacular. Yeah, what really he good. did was was spectacular. It was an amazing run. I think some of the things that you know he may get criticized is um is on the defensive end. You know, if you if you're doing the zone defending, if you're not doing the man, um, you know if. If a team, the Seattle Seattle's the only team that I know in the Western that I feel, you know, that I think it's better said because I'm thinking, you know, I'm giving my 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 thoughts that I think has Bob Riley and LAFC figured out. They've just shown it, you know. They yeah, they have horses. They they know yeah. what LAFC is going to do, and I think you got to adjust certain things. I don't know if it's the formation. I don't know what it is, but you know. I'm not a coach, right? I'm just a guy talking on a mic, but I I feel like I have some some thought of what I'm, you know, something that I'm talking about. But if I look 
who finished, uh, you know, in, in, in the Western Conference, the top in the Western Conference. It was number one, Kansas City. Number two, Seattle Sounders. Number three, Portland Timbers. Number four, Minnesota United. And then you look at number five, it was Colorado Rappers. Number six, FC Dallas. Then it was, you know, LAFC and then San Jose. LAFC shouldn't have been seventh. Let's just get that out there. Shouldn't have been yeah. third. Should have been top four, <laughs> right? Whatever the season ended. Right. But Minnesota made a deep run in the playoffs. Portland won the the what what they win? They won the the MLS Cup in the summer. What was it called? I forgot. Oh, the the um, MLS is back tournament. They they won yeah. the MLS back tournament. The Bubble Cup, whatever you want to call it. Seattle Sounders made it to the final. Sporting mm-hmm. Kansas City, you know, I think they got knocked out early, but they look good. I don't think they got Alan, Alan Polito back. Um, they have tough competition, right there. Just mm-hmm. those four. Yeah. And I haven't even mentioned LA Galaxy, which is your rival, which you're always, no matter what, no matter how bad of a good season your rivals had last season, they're, they're always going to be tough. It's always a good game. Yeah, yeah they're always, always a tough game. So for them to get up there, it's not going to be easy. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not going to be easy. And I think you, you, you have a right to judge them on how other teams are doing and how other teams are performing. Um, and I've seen, I think, to the other point, to add to that is, you know, what, what, what went wrong with, the scouting process what went wrong with you know bringing you know brian rodriguez and what went wrong you know with these trades what went wrong with the third dp what's the next option i think you it's totally right for us to value them and critique them and you know about how they did you know towards the end of the season but i think coming to the fourth season if they don't meet those expectations um you know i think a lot of questions are going to be asked but also i think another thing to that is what is John Thornton and Bob Rowley's plan? Has was this a five-year plan? Was this a four-year plan? Was this a ten-year plan? Was this a six-year oh, plan? God. You know, <laughs> I have a feeling it might be a five-year plan. It may be a four to five-year plan, mm-hmm. but that all can change if LAFC doesn't do good this season. That can oh, all change. Yeah. But I have a feeling that this may be. I have no no source, no nothing like that. But I have a feeling this is a five-year plan. Um, you know. And all the all these conversations can be washed away with with winning silverware, winning MLS oh, Cup, yeah. which is which is the most important one, right? Um, right. LAFC is not going to be in Concacaf this year, but they can qualify. You want? Mm-hmm. I think that's 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 uh, somehow you have to qualify for the for Concacaf. I think you got to win Open Cup, you got to win Supporter Shield, right. obviously MLS Cup, and I think mm-hmm. I forgot how the the other way is to to to, to get into Concacaf. Something about qualifying the top seed, or so. I don't know how that really works. The I just want to be in that tournament. Like that. Yeah, 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 I love that tournament. So it'd be cool to be back in. So you, you, yeah, you got to qualify. Yeah, you got to qualify no matter what for that. I think that that's just kind of like a given. You just got to qualify. Yeah. That's a given. That's that's number one. Open Cup. You see what you do because you're an Open Cup. You you play. You don't play. You regularly don't play your starters because you, right. you know there's there's other things going on in the world. You know you got players traveling all this stuff. But like you said, deep run. Obviously, top three in the West, very doable, but very hard. You know, you don't you don't want them finishing seventh with a top of talent in MLS mm-hmm. Cup. You know, I think that that is that right. is the main objective for all the other teams as well. But you've come so close, and I think you know, I think if you're LAFC, um, Western Conference, obviously, I think it's the minimum depending how you do. But it's just like I think you have to at least get there. And yeah. then obviously you you want you want to get, but I, I'm not naive that you know you got Seattle Sounders. I think you got to be able to beat Seattle Sounders in the playoffs, you know, which has been the, the most difficult thing uh, for them. So I think it, it, you know if those 
those expectations that we're putting on them right are met then then it's fair enough to, to ask those questions and see what is actually going on behind the closed doors right yeah exactly and uh you know as you know we talk about lafc trying to get better not everyone else is not sitting on their hands they're getting better too that's the thing and mls keeps expanding to like i don't know how many teams now it seems like we have 50 teams in the league but it seems like they keep expanding which is going to make it more difficult to win mls cup so the window's there we got to get a win before the window closes i don't know when the window will close but it's not going to be open forever you know teams certain teams um that win trophies their window is right there and then they close it and then it's closed it's done like that's it like you're not going to win anymore um you know i'm not going to give any examples but i think some people would know what i'm talking about when i talk about certain sports teams like their window of opportunity is right Mm -hmm. there you better take it or that's it kind of like the dallas mavericks when they beat the heat in the finals yeah uh, back in 2011 that was it like that's all you're ever gonna win Uh, right back then that's it like with dirk and jj barrera they had um uh i think was it Jason Terry or something like that? And a couple other players, yeah. that was the opportunity to beat LeBron and them. That was it. So they took it and that's it. Um, and then, you know, certain teams are like that. And just like the Baltimore Ravens, when they beat the 49ers of Joe Flacco, that, that was yeah. it for them. But I think, I think the LAFC yeah. is capable of winning multiple, yeah. right? They're capable of winning multiple. It's just multiple trophies and multiple, multiple tournaments. It just comes down to like executing. You know, it comes down to, you know, executing down the end. And I think obviously going into the fourth year, they have more experience now. They they know what what they're capable of. I think it's just for them was it was closing out those games in CONCACAF, which were the the most difficult ones to, to finish off. But I think, you know, I think we we laid out a foundation of what, you know, the standard or what to critique them on better said, right? If right. those things are, you know, CONCACAF, if CONCACAF qualification isn't that, you know, if they don't finish top three, you know, deep run an open cup and how they do an MLS cup. That's, that's all fair assumptions with the type of talent, the type of money they have behind them and, you know, the type of coaching as well, right? And the type of players and everything, you name it. And I think those are, those are really good ones. And I'm going to write those down because I think, <laughs> once once i think you got that's the measuring stick i think that's the measuring yeah. stick for all, all all big teams you know you know yeah. all, that, that want to have some type of uh you know you even got fc cincinnati signing the brazilian player they paid what 15 million uh, yeah. everybody is in the mix man everybody's in the mix mm-hmm. everybody wants to, to 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 make it deep and you know make not make the fans proud but also win some silverware and it, it, like to your point it's getting tougher as more and more teams come into the league right and Orlando just signed Pato yep, uh, as yep, a center sure. forward. Yep. And then you got Galaxy, I'm sure, going to be signing somebody. They never don't sign anybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm so sure they maybe Pabon, we'll see, but yeah. Yeah, they got something up their sleeve. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that, you know, NYCFC over there, they're going to have something. Maybe the Red Bull. You know, all these teams, they're not going to be sitting on their hands. They don't care if there's a pandemic going on as – as, as the season goes on or even a couple of weeks, we might see some crazy stuff go down. You never know. Maybe some unexpected names might hit the field. And, you know, if we get left behind, then we're going to know how the season's going to go, unfortunately. But, you know, positive thoughts for right now. Yeah, yeah, positive thoughts. Well, Garrett, that was it's been great talking with you. Is there anything else you, you want to say before we let you go? Uh, no, Gio. Uh, thanks for having me on again, man. I really appreciate it. It's always fun to talk LAFC with you. I know this week, uh, you know, not so much LAFC news, but uh, it's always nice just talking LAFC football, what we expect, what we want. And uh, it's a pleasure being on here again. 
Yeah, man, it was it was great to be on, and you know we, we should get more stuff come uh, next week. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. when preseason starts starts next week, so we should definitely get a lot more stuff uh, going on there. But um, yeah, let the people know where they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at We Are Live. Live. Uh, I'm always on there, interacting, giving my opinions, running a lot of polls uh, for my followers I know, and um, yeah, just appreciate uh, all the follows and uh, yeah, interactions. Yeah, guys, definitely give him a follow. Obviously, if you're an LAFC fan, get a Twitter. Get a Twitter account. He doesn't have Instagram. He refuses to use Instagram. Hey, Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter is sometimes easier. I, I found out yeah. some people rather use Twitter and some people rather use Instagram. Some people don't mm-hmm. understand Twitter, so I'm not hating. I use both. I try to, you know, I try to, I try to do as many as I can. But there's uh-huh. there's a lot there's a lot out there, so. Definitely give them a follow. But if you guys, guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your music. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Gio Garcia LA. And make sure to follow, also follow us on LA Soccer Hub on both Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on there. Give us a follow. For Garrett, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.